Hey, sweet sister friend, welcome back to the Shine with Brandy Show. I'm so glad you are here today because we have a very special guest. My dear friend, Lori Snyder, is here to talk about activating your prayer language. And if you have no clue what that means, sit tight. We're going to unpack it. It's a longer episode than normal, but there is so much goodness in this, and it is going to make you wanting to learn more. All right, the other thing about this is we are dropping an episode on a Sunday, which I very seldom do. I don't know if I've ever done but that is because we are celebrating Pentecost Sunday. And Pentecost, as we know as a Christian, is a very important day because it is the the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. Now you might be like, how did they get that? Uh, Where was that figured out? Well, all the disciples had gathered together and they were celebrating the Jewish feast day. It was a harvest festival of Shavuot. And I say it incorrectly on my conversation in the conversation with Lori, but I did some more research afterwards. And so it is the festival of Shavuot. And that is actually where, um, when God gave the 10 commandments to the um, Jewish people on Mount Sinai, And that is why they were gathered. And then that is when then the Holy Spirit came. And we know Jesus reminds us, he says, look, like I'm going to go away and you're going to do greater things than me. And you're going to have this power of this Holy Spirit. So it is through Jesus, we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to go ahead and grab your pen and paper. I know there's going to be some great little morsels and pearls of wisdom. You're going to want to write down and learn more. So grab your pen and paper and we'll see you on the other side. All right, sweet sister friends, welcome back to the Shine with Brandy show. I am super excited about today's episode because not only do I have one of my favorite people, my dear friend, sister in Christ, Lori Snyder, but also the topic of today is going to be a game changer in many of your faith journeys. And so at the time of this recording, we are headed into the month of June. And so this is going to be very timely, but I'm going to kind of backtrack that today's topic is really about receiving your prayer language. Some of you might know this as the gift of tongues, speaking in tongues. Some of you might be like, whoa, I'm going to stop listening right now. I would encourage you just to sit tight, you know, many different um, religious groups and denominations choose not to do this, but I, we're going to kind of give you a landscape and a picture of this today and uh, actually walk you through it if you choose to receive it. So I'm going to start by just sharing with you my personal story. And then I promise I'll let Lori talk for a minute or two, but I'm going to share with you my personal story. I had been born and raised Catholic and I really, I'd never heard of people talking in tongues. I'd heard about Pentecost. I heard about Pentecostals Um, as a Catholic. We thought they were weird because of what, you know, their different things that they did. And so, you know, it was really not until I became saved myself that I started learning what other gifts of the spirit were. And so, you know, I then met Lori last year. Some of you know our story. She's been on, you know, a number of times here on the Shine with Franny show. So I met her and our first in-person meeting was at her house in January of 2021. And I was just talking with her and just really just sharing a little bit about my faith journey. And she said, well, do you have your prayer language? And now first I need to tell you this. And some of you also might be in the same boat as me. I had no clue what that was. I was like, prayer language, like, what does that mean? And then she said, well, speaking in tongues. And I was like, oh, oh, no, I don't. And again, I was reserved and a little bit hesitant. And so I'm going to kind of let Lori tell you a little bit about that experience, you know, not only with me, but just how she's walked and ushered other people into that today. And then we're going to kind of set the stage for why it's timely as of today. So welcome to my dear, sweet sister friend, Lori. Hello. Hey, such a pleasure to be with you. So, so glad you're here today. So I know that I am not the first person that you've baptized in the Holy Spirit in the, um, in my prayer language. 
And I know that I'm certainly not going to be the last. And hopefully this call today will help people learn a little bit more about it and want to know more about it because it certainly deepens your experience, like your intimacy with the Lord. And so the reason why I set the stage for it now is because last month, and if you are shine with Franny listener and you did the health challenge last month, one of the things that I encourage you to do was read from one of the five books of the new Testament, the fifth one being acts after the gospels. And so that's what I did was I read through acts this last month. And then during my walks and my talks, you know, with the Lord, which were uninterrupted distraction-free walks, I was speaking my prayer language. And that was something really that I gleaned from Lori. She said, you know, when I'm moving, physically moving, it's just easier for me to be in kind of communion with God that way. And so I was like, well, let me try that. And it actually is. Now, if you don't have AirPods in or something like that, and you're actually talking out loud, it looks a little bit weird because people realize you're not talking to someone, but really just, you know, sometimes I do say it in my breath. Sometimes I do say it out loud. It just depends. But it was something that I then employed. And like I mentioned, you know, Lori is a mentor of mine. So it was a powerful practice to put in into play. So then that was kind of May. And then as I was reading, and some of you heard me talk about Christine Ballas, whom I follow, and she does a lot with the Hebrew calendar. And so the month that we are in, in the Hebrew calendar is the month of Savan. And I'm not going to get into all the details. I can put the links to her um, episodes that you can go and listen, but when I was studying, obviously in Acts one, the very first book of Acts in May, I was like, oh, well, look at this. It already talks about your, the power of the Holy spirit. And so I'm going to read that very quickly because again, that sets, sets the stage. So in Acts one, if you're taking notes today, um, Acts one, verse four, it says on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave, and this is Jesus while he was eating with them, he gave them the command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So that started me on a little bit of a search back in May. And then that led me to the month of Savan. So um, right now, this month is when Pentecost occurred, Savan 6. So the sixth day of the month of Savan, which happens to be this coming um, it's coming Sunday. Um, I guess it's May, May 6th, actually. So with that, I was like, oh, well, that's when Pentecost happened. And so why don't we talk about the gifts of the Holy spirit? Because it's kind of the perfect setting, if you will, to learning about it. And they were celebrating, it was 50 days after, um, they were, it was a feast that they were celebrating. It's called Shabbat, not Shabbat, but S H A V O T. So it said different ways. I know I'm, I'm really bad on the Hebrew part of that, but it just really was an opportunity for me to say, okay, look, if I want, you know, to really make heaven crowded and make earth healthy, this is one of the ways to make heaven crowded and to really make us healthy spirit, soul, and body. So I am going to just kind of turn, you know, turn this over to Lori, turn the mic over to Lori by asking her some questions really just about this. You know, what is a prayer language? How do you receive it? How do you activate it? Why is it so controversial? So kind of all of those things. So again, as I mentioned in the beginning, if you're a little bit leery or perhaps you're curious and you know, you want to know more, I would invite you to stay for, you know, any of those reasons, because I think this is going to really be you know, a huge blessing to you today. So Lori, I don't, why don't we just kind of start with what is a prayer language? Like, let's just start with that. Right. So before I answer that, let me kind of lay a, a, a foundation because here's the thing. Jesus said, unless we are like children, we're not going to understand how the kingdom of God operates. We have to have that childlike faith. And what the Lord has really shown me in, in my journey is he wants to make it super simple and clear and 
childlike, right? Because children trust. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus said in John 3 that unless we are born again, right, we have to, we, our spirit is dead and it, we need to be born again. So our spirit comes alive to God. And so what the baptism of the Holy Spirit, our prayer language is, it's a personal prayer language. And it's our spirit directly speaking to our Heavenly Father, because he is a spirit. So it's a spirit to spirit language and communication. It will bypass your natural physical brain. And it's been scientifically proven that when you pray in tongues, you pray with a different part of you. You're actually praying from your spirit. So I always point to your core, right? Because that is, is you can't see your spirit, but I always say it's the core of who you are because your spirit, you have a soul, which is your mind, your will and emotions and involves your imagination and you have a body and we have the five senses. So first uh, Corinthians 2, 14, I believe says that the natural mind can't comprehend the spiritual right? It's foolishness. So praying in tongues, first of all, is going to be foolish to your natural mind. And that's why so many people fight against it. That's why so many people have taught against it. There's a lot of wrong teachings in it. And I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on what it is. Plain and simple, childlike. It's your born again spirit communicating to God who is spirit. And I and he gave me this example one time that when I had my twin boys, I started speaking them to them in English because that's my language. It came out for them speaking back to me as babble. It didn't make sense, but we were communicating and they were growing and they were learning my language. Likewise, it's going to sound like babble when we are speaking it because it's a heavenly language, just like you've done mission trips overseas. Mm -hmm. I've done to the Dominican Republic. Well, I don't speak Spanish or Portuguese. I would try to communicate a couple words and I would slaughter it, but I was at least trying to communicate. Well, likewise, when we're born again, we've got to learn the language of God his kingdom. So it's how we express him in this natural world, but it is spiritual. So there's some things that we've got to understand. Um, and you know, I, my life dramatically changed when I received the baptism of the Holy spirit. And I had a lot of bad teaching on it. I had rejected it for a long time. It didn't make sense logically, but I wasn't taught the gospel. And when someone said, Lori, if Jesus told his disciples, don't do anything until you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, why do you think you can do anything unless you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And it was just one of those things that like, oh, yeah, just like if I gave one of my sons everything I had, but then told my other son, no, you don't need anything, that wouldn't make sense. So just like, it's not just for the disciples, it's for all of us. It's our heavenly language that we're praying out. And so just like when you, you teach a lot of fitness, so you're working on your physical body. Well, how Paul is talking about how we're to build up our inner man. This is how we build up our inner man, our spirit man to be stronger. And so just like if you go out and lift weights right now, Franny, that's going to build you up, but it's not going to help my body. Right. Now you might have the strength to where if I say, Hey, can you come over and help me lift some furniture? You can then help me, 
but you doing the physical work doesn't help my body. Likewise, right. you praying in tongues, it says that it builds you up. It edifies, it strengthens you. Mm -hmm. um, the benefits are, it will keep you in the love of God. You pray perfect prayers. You give thanks well. You are interceding and praying out the mystery. So all of these benefits that praying in tongues has, I started to get an understanding of, I want to also learn how to read the Bible because I couldn't remember scriptures. I couldn't remember, or I couldn't connect the dots. Once I received the baptism of the Holy spirit, where my spirit now is praying to God's spirit and the Holy spirit can help me and assist me. I started learning and understanding the Bible so much better. That's powerful. And, you know, I do want to kind of backtrack a little bit because I know that when you and I first met, you had asked me, Oh, have you ever received your prayer language? And I think you said, baptized in the Holy spirit. And I was like, Oh yeah, I had earlier that year in October, I had done an experience at church and it was called the freedom. Uh, it was a weekend experience and I did, but they laid hands on us and I received the baptism of the Holy spirit, but nothing happened. And so you gave me a really great analogy. And if you don't mind kind of about the lamp, and if you don't mind kind of helping us understand that, because some people may have actually had it happen at church, or they may have had an experience or an encounter with it, but I feel like, what does it actually look like? Right. So if you kind of give us that analogy that help that will help break it down, I think. Sure. I think when you were at my house, we were in my living room and I had a, a floor lamp and I said, okay, look at this floor lamp. This floor lamp is plugged into the outlet, right? The source is the power from the outlet. The lamp is plugged in, but I have to activate it by turning that lamp on. Likewise, Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. That's the power source. But I activate it by then speaking forth my prayer language. It is voice, faith is voice activated. You may have heard that, right? Yeah. And so just like if I were to ask you your name, you can think it in your head, but until you speak it out, I'm not going to know what that is. Likewise, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Everything that Jesus wants to give us, right? His promise that mm -hmm. he will give us power on high and that we will have the power to be a witness, not just to go witnessing, like right. think, but to be, to be ready to give an account for the hope that is in us, right? Christ in us, the hope of glory that gets released through that. And so we have to activate, we acknowledge and say, Lord, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And now I, by faith, start to speak. And that's where a lot of people get tripped up because they don't know what it sounds like or their ears and their mind actively fight against it. Because right. first of all, it sounds weird. It's crazy. Well, mine still sounds weird. And I think I still have only a few syllables, but I still do it. And so like, that's what you had said to me. You gave me a great analogy too of your, your children, your two boys, she has twin sons who are now in college. Can you tell a little bit about how kind of that, that back-to-back -back babble, like you said, their own communication with each other? Yeah. So one time um, when they were, you know, infants, someone said, oh, do they have, do they have their own language? Do they talk? Cause they're twins. So do they have their own language where they communicate? And I would say, yeah, they babble back and forth towards each other and they laugh and giggle. They know something that's going on that I have no clue. And that's when the Lord said, that's exactly what happens when our spirit prays directly. We're praying out these mysteries and we um, have all these things that have to be 
be spiritually discerned. So that's when um, I just realized, I called it our twin talk, right? That's our prayer language. So we're communicating with the Lord. And so sometimes we won't, we want to think like, oh, well, we're going to know exactly in English what we're, what we're praying. Mm -hmm. Well, we're not, we're going to have what I call impressions. We're going to have, like, if, if you saw a footprint in the sand, I live in Florida. So um, the beach, if I see a footprint in the sand, maybe it's been washed away a little bit. I might recognize it as a footprint, but I know nothing about that footprint. I don't know whose it is, if it's male, female, young, old, anything about that person. If they were happy that day, if they were sad, I don't know any of that. I just have an impression. So when we're praying in, in our prayer language, we're praying in tongues, we're praying out these deep mysteries. And But what we're doing is we're building up our communication with the Father. We're strengthening ourselves. It says that we're building up our most holy faith. So we're strengthening our faith muscles, so to speak. Does that help? But it's going to sound, sure. first of all, when you pray in tongues, it's going to sound like babble. Like you said, I call it syllables because that's what, it is, yeah. time, that's what it's going to sound like. We think that praying in tongues should be like this eloquent, like French type of, you know, language where it's so beautiful and melodic and no, it sounds pretty babblish. It's very like, guttural. Like yeah. for me, it is like, it's very like small truncated syllables put together, they're strung together. Yeah. But like anything else, when you're learning a new language, you start to get confidence the more you speak it. So some people will say, Lori, do I just pray inside my head? Do I pray out loud? And I say, well, first of all, don't be weird. <laughs> if like when you said, if you're walking, you can pray out loud, but if you're walking with people, you pray in your head, right? Mm -hmm. I can be the thing about too praying in my prayer language, because I pray from a different part, because I'm praying with my my um, spirit, not my brain, I can actually be talking to you right now in English, but praying in my spirit. They're two okay. separate things. Right. And so just like getting saved is a separate experience, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit is also, it's a secondary experience. They're two different experiences, but it happens once. So what I had reminded you with, and like a lot of people I talked to, they, they got prayer for it. They think they received it, but then they didn't have their tongues. So all I said to you is we just have to turn the switch on. You right. have to activate it by start practicing. And so I call it practicing your prayer language. And it was funny because someone had asked me about their kids. Could they, um, could their kids be baptized in the Holy spirit? And I said, mine were at six. They'd already received Jesus as their, their Lord and savior. And I just simply said to them, do you guys want to be superheroes? And they're like, yeah, mom, you know, they're at that age. And I said, well, here's how we do it. We just pray and we receive, and we start to just talk to God. And, you know, it comes out as shakalaka, buckalaka, you know, whatever, but it was something that I could see very early in them, even though they had no knowledge of what they were doing, they received it by faith. And they're again, like a child, mm -hmm. they just started practicing and they would like the, just the, um, the wisdom that they had at such a young age is mm -hmm. just remarkable. And it's the power because again, the Holy spirit is the one who wrote the Bible exactly. through people, yeah. right? Inspired. Mm -hmm. And so we need him. He's the revelator. Mm -hmm. So when we pray in tongues, we will get that revelation. And mm -hmm. Paul talks so much about having that, that spirit of um, revelation. Mm -hmm. And so we can only do that by activating that prayer language, praying in tongues and building ourselves up spiritually. 
Right. And I think it's so great too, because it is, it is a gift, right? You know, the gift of praying in tongues. And so when we think about God, that is how we should see God as a gift giver. You know, he doesn't take things away. And so this is a gift that is waiting to be open and to be received. And like you mentioned, like, why would it be for one person and not for another? Like it is a gift he wants to give to all of us, just like he gave us the gift. You know, he gave his one and only son. It tells us in John three 16 for the whole world, not just for one person, not just for Lori and, you know, Lori's boys or whatever it's for everybody. And so it is a gift that is waiting to be opened by all of us. And I love how you mentioned too, you know, you mentioned a number of things, but I'm going to kind of circle back for a second to the spirit to spirit that you talked about, because I've listened to tons of podcasts, you know, after I received it from you and I was like, okay, is there maybe a practice? Like, you know, just like, there's all these, like how to speak Spanish, how to speak French. Like maybe there's something from prayer language. So I started doing like YouTube, you know, I would listen to sermons on it. I listened to Joseph Prince. I listened to Michael Todd. I listened to Robert Morris, just a number of people talking about their prayer languages. And for those people who are listening today and they're wanting to learn more and go deeper. I mean, I feel like this is great, very application-based, but if you want the scripture and whatnot, Lori and I aren't into that right now. We're just kind of flowing and talking and having a conversation about it. One of the things that I did learn was it's a way of kind of bypassing the enemy. Like you, because he doesn't understand it, it goes straight to from your spirit man to the Lord and, you know, to God that he doesn't know and it confuses him. And so it is an opportunity, like you said, to have that intimacy, to have that divine union with the Lord. So really praying in your prayer language is, is that much more powerful. And the Michael Todd sermon that I listened to about this, he gave a great analogy and said, look, if we were all in our respective cities and we wanted to get to California, some of us might go by car, by plane, by train. He was like, but when you activate the Holy spirit, it is like taking like a Learjet, like you're going straight there. Like you're going to get there in record time. And that was really powerful for me. Now we always remember God is not a Santa Claus or a genie or a Mac machine. You know what I mean? Like, or an ATM, I don't even know if they say Mac machines, but it's just a way of communicating with him. Like you said, Lori, in a very different, more intimate level. Is that correct? Yeah, it, it's hungry, you know, in Ma and well, Matthew seven, but also Luke 11, it talks about, you know, asking, seeking, knocking. Well, the context is the Holy Spirit. And he says, when you ask, you, God's, if you ask for a loaf of bread, God's not going to give you a stone, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not going to give you what you don't ask for. So he wants to give you. And so he wants to develop that deep you've got, we all have this deep hunger to grow yeah. and know him more deeply. And this is how you get there. Like you yeah. said that Learjet super fast. Yeah. And also too, one of the things that I always told people is praying in tongues is like a weapon of mass destruction. That's why the enemy hates it so much. If you think about countries, right? You don't wanna have another country have a weapon of mass destruction. Well, because the enemy doesn't know it, I believe that's why he's attacked it so much within the church. And I was just going to say that too. I was going to say, is that one of the reasons why it is so controversial? Because I know many people, I've been to a number of conferences, you know, of very famous people and, you know, churches and, and, and church communities and, and whatnot. And a lot of them, they practice it within their churches and it's part of their mission, you know, their vision, their, all their values and whatnot, but they don't do it on a public platform. Right. Is it because it is really a deterrent to some people who might think it is bizarre? Oh yeah. I mean, we could do a whole <laughs> <laughs> episode on this segment one. on that yeah but here's the thing you have to be taught it it's got to be spiritually discerned and from most major platforms one they don't want to do it i have been in you know spirit-filled churches where the pastors have told us we will reserve it reserve it for our own personal um office time but we're not going to turn people off 
And I'm like, well, we're, first of all, they're already turned off. They need to get turned on. And so many people, like you said, in the book of Acts, they want to see the book of Acts as reality. Now it doesn't end in amen. It's, it's unending because it is how God operates in our life. And so, um, but I will just say there is maturity and you've got to teach people on it. And this is something that I know I need to do more of because Mm -hmm. I continue to baptize people in the Holy spirit always, um, or in just regular interactions, because we need to have that power activated in our life. And this is where, again, that's that superpower, his power, his grace, his enablement on our life. We're just cooperating. Um, I want to just circle back, you know, us, I mean, I'm a sprinkler and we we do a good job of that though. We could do like 10 episodes just on baptism of the Holy spirit. Um, I just want to mention something, an an, an objection that I get a lot is, well, I wasn't, or not objection, but a phrase, I don't have the gift of tongues. All right. Have you ever heard that? Someone say, well, I I don't, I didn't receive the gift of tongues. I have other gifts, but I don't have the gift of tongues. Yeah. I want to address something. There's two types of tongues that the new Testament talks about. Um, there's a corporate tongue, which is a manifestation of the nine gifts of the Holy spirit that is separate from what we're talking about in your personal prayer language. And it's referenced in, I'll just give a general reference. First Corinthians 12, chapter 12, 13, and 14. So go study those out and see the patterns. Um, but the gift of tongues is a corporate to be released for other people. Just like um, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, healings, miracles, right? Prophecy. Mm -hmm. All of these are, these are gifts corporately. And then we have our personal prayer language, which everyone has. That's when Paul talks about, listen, I pray in tongues more than you. I pray with my spirit. I pray with my understanding. We can pray to have understanding of what we're praying in our personal prayer language. But I don't want people to confuse that with the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of praying in tongues, but you're always going to have a gift of praying in tongues with the interpretation of tongues. That's what I was just going to ask because I was going to ask if the corporate, okay. I was just going to ask about that from a corporate level, because I've been in churches where they have interpreters. So when people are praying in them, and so is that more of the corporate level that you're talking about? Yeah, that's a prayer, personal prayer. Again, everything you have to look at is when the body comes together, because we're the body of Christ, we're Mm -hmm. individually part of the body, and Mm -hmm. then we're collectively the body. So again, this is where people have to be taught how to rightly discern how to rightly divide the word of God, Mm -hmm. you know how to read, you can't just read the Bible. That's what drives me crazy when people just say, did you read your Bible today? Well, first of all, did you understand what you read? Because a Mm -hmm. lot of times people just read it and go check, I read it today. I feel better about myself, but they have no clue or they're, now they're more confused than ever. Right. Got to rightly discern it and understand how does this fit? And we are to live in a post Pentecostal society. Mm-hmm. We live on this side of the cross, but we live on this side of Pentecost. Yeah. Acts is supposed to be the pattern in which our lives have. We're supposed to see these things in operation and praying in tongue tongues activates it so you can then operate and to be a witness to other people and um, healings miracles signs and wonders can follow what well and I think about that I was going to mention that earlier too how you know in John Jesus says he says look like I'm going to go away and I'm going to leave you something better you're going to do greater things than me you know and like you said like 
that is how the church should be in full operation right now. We should be, we should be experiencing miracle signs and wonders. And we're not because people are not activating and not literally operating in these, you know? And so I think that that's a really powerful thing too, is, you know, how we have this power within us, how we have the authority, we have the dominion, but we're literally letting the gifts sit there. It's like Christmas and, you know, it's still sitting under the tree. We're like, "Mm, okay, just leave it there. It has my name on it, but I haven't, haven't opened it yet, you know? So and not to interrupt you, but again, I'm a very practical person. So think about your, your, um, you know, five-year-olds can watch a video to learn how to drive a car and they can say, oh, I know how to drive. That's very different than going out in a vehicle and driving on the street when you are cooperating and and with the laws, as well as you've got other people coming at Mm -hmm. you, there's power that you've got to grow and mature and have experience with. Yeah. So that's where praying in your, in your prayer language is so important that you're building yourself up in your most holy faith. You're interceding. Let's say that you called me and you said, Lori, something happened right now. I don't have time to tell you, but I need you to pray. That's all you tell me. Right. Well, I have no idea what you right. need. I don't know what's going on. So you know what I do? I start praying in tongues. And do you want me to demonstrate what that would be like? Absolutely. Yes. People, because because I there, there might be somebody who's listening today who might need prayer that we don't know. Yeah. So and absolutely. I, yeah. And so I would just say, you know what, Father God, I just pray right now for Franny. You know exactly what she needs. So I start by praying in my English. I pray mm-hmm. with what I do know. And then mm-hmm. I go start praying with what's in my spirit. And so, Lord, I just, Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you are the one that will help Franny and tell her what she needs or whatever the situation is. So I'll just start praying. And so I will just start praying in that. Like some people might just be Baba Da Shaka Ma. That's how mine is. But that's okay. Yeah. You know, Jesus says out of your bellies will flow flow, or out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Mm -hmm. As you practice anything, think about when you just started practicing Spanish, you know, a couple things, Mm -hmm. but you start growing and you start flowing in that. Mm -hmm. And that's why walking is so powerful for me. That's how I had to do it because I needed that movement to start that flow. If Mm -hmm. I just sat there, my brain and ears would fight against it and say, this is stupid. You're making this up all the things that our brain and our ears are going to fight against, but nope, I just had to say, thank you, Lord. Your word says I pray perfect prayer. So when I pray in my prayer language, I am praying perfect prayers. I'm keeping myself in the love of God. I'm interceding for other people. So I'm interceding for Franny. Lord, I thank you. You know what she needs right now. And I, when I'm done, I just say, thank you, Lord. I believe I receive And I thank you that you're helping Franny right now with what she needs. And then if I have anything like, you know what, no weapon formed against her will prosper. Any tongue that rises up against her in judgment, I condemn right now with the word of God. God, you are for her. So who can be against her? And Lord, I send your laborers into her to help her, to assist her in whatever she needs. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I don't know how much scripture I just recalled by praying in tongues, but Mm -hmm. then I just release what is coming to me in English afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then I also write things down. We talked about practicing earlier. I know we're kind of jumping all over, but um, I practice, and I think I gave you this uh, experiment, so to speak, of praying tongues for, you know, five minutes, and then just write down any impression that you had. 
you mm -hmm. may have seen a door or you saw a dog or you heard Matthew 3 or whatever it was, you just write that down and you're mm -hmm. stewarding that. And you're yeah. like, thank you, Lord. It's like, if you just went and lifted that two pound dumbbell, you know, you're like, okay, thank you, Lord. I just lifted two weights or you start with a gallon milk jug, right? whatever. Then right. you start growing and building, but we are to build ourselves up. And right. this is how we do that in our personal prayer language. And it's energizing. That's another thing too, that when we pray in tongues, it refreshes us. So if we start to feel anxious or depressed or tired, that's when I will, I, you forget half the time, but I will go and start praying in tongues. And again, for me, it's movement. I will either do it in the shower to have that water movement in my car. Mm -hmm. when I'm by myself again mm -hmm. don't make it weird there's too many that's another thing a lot of pastors are afraid of is that people are weird because they haven't been taught and it's spiritual and you you've got to train and you've got to grow people up but most leaders aren't even trained in this because right. they have been taught against it or whatever but I'm telling you these are the power activating this is the power activating um, force in your life to be the superhero to put well, God super on your natural I love that. That's so good. And I love how, you know, you and the analogy of like your boys wanting to be superheroes, like that's exactly right. Like we want to have that supernatural anointing to be able to do the miracle signs and wonders. And I love how you had referenced before we hopped on this call, you and I did a little just like background and you'd referenced um, Acts 19. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to read from that very quickly. So in Acts 19, for those of you who might be taking notes, um, so it says in verse, it's kind of, verse two, um, there, then he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy spirit when you believed they answered? No, we have not heard that there is a Holy spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism. They replied. So, and then in verse four, and I'm going to have Lori kind of expand upon this, but Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in one coming after him. That is Jesus. And then on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, when Paul, verse six, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So can you unpack that a little bit for somebody maybe who is, you know, a believer who's been walking in their faith for a little while, perhaps they received, um, you know, they obviously they're saved. They may have gotten water baptized. Can you kind of unpack those, uh, few verses there in Acts 19? Yeah. So they have, you know, I've, I've had people say, well, I don't need, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because I already have this Holy Spirit because I got saved. Well, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside us, right? And the fruit of the Spirit, but now the Holy Spirit will come upon us to be, again, what we talked about in Acts 1, to be the witness, to have that power released in you. So Paul, or, or yeah, Paul is telling them, listen, you need the power of God and repentance only causes you to be saved into Jesus, but now you need that um, power to be a witness. And that's when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And what that means too, is that his divine influence on your heart to start again, it's his super on your natural. It's his grace activated. It's the love of God. And all of it has to be motivated in love. And one of the things too, that we have to recognize that this is all based in love because we're to grow in the knowledge of that love of God for us because faith works through love. Yeah. And, and um, so this is where 
we have to have, and then the prophesy, prophecy, when it says that, and then they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Prophecy is edification, exhortation, and comfort. It's not fortune telling. It's not a doomsday thing. It's to build up the body of Christ. So by praying in tongues, a lot of times you will then start to, because you're praying out the mysteries, you will then start to prophesy over people. And I started doing this without even recognizing what I was doing. I was prophesying over myself and not even recognizing it because that's where those divine mysteries are activated. Because again, it's not in just your head you're mm -hmm. praying with the spirit you're now hooked up to the power but mm -hmm. now you've activated with turning that light on so now it illuminates yeah the holy spirit now will start to illuminate scripture illuminate you know you could be talking for someone and all of a sudden you'll say something like how did you know that right well you did you had no natural knowledge but that was spiritually through you so that's how you start to be a blessing to other people that's good. You are, your inner man has been strengthened. Mm -hmm. You know, there's things that I've talked to you and you're like, how would you know that? Or we've had scriptures that we've sent, like you sent me a text yesterday yeah. in a Proverbs four. And I'm like, I was in Proverbs four yesterday morning, two hours before I got your text. Right. So that's the fun thing that you start to see what I call these little breadcrumbs of God that you're like, oh my goodness. And it's growing deeper with him mm -hmm. and you become even more hungry. And the word of you get the one time filled, but then you can be refilled by just refreshing. Like, Lord, I need to be refreshed today. I'm going to again, tap into the power of God by praying in tongues, praying in my prayer language, praying out the mysteries. And you just have to get over that. It's going to sound goofy to your head. That's right. just how it is because it's like, not natural. I was going to say, like you said, you have to like, especially if you're out walking or something, like you have to be in a place in a space because when you start trying to make sense of it, like you said, it doesn't make sense. And so I think that's the other thing too, is for me, I'm afraid, I don't want to say afraid, but I, I hesitate doing it in in a group setting or a corporate, you know, not that I'm in big places where I'm doing it, but you know, I'll do it very much by myself, but even, um, you know, I had just been in a relationship and he was asking about my prayer language and I was like, yeah, but I'm not comfortable in it. And we talked a lot about that because he got his prayer language like at six, you know, he like always joked, like it was like, he said it was, um, the Yogi bear, like a yabba dabba do or whatever, you know, like that's how he started. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I feel like I'm still there. So for me, it's more of like an inferior thing, but there's really no level of it. Like you said, Lori, like the more that you practice it, just like learning Spanish or Italian or French, like, or, or Mandarin, like the more you practice it, the more that it becomes fluent. And so, you know, but we do hesitate. Like, even when I go to Italy, I, I can understand when people speak to me, I'm like, mm -hmm, see, you know, and I'll answer and I'll respond back in a time with short little answers but I won't go into it because I can't conjugate a verb. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I too go uh, at the store, you know? So anyway, so I just, you know, would encourage anyone who's listening today that if you are, you know, wanting to do that, let's, if you, if you don't mind, Lori, can we just go ahead and walk somebody through today? If they are interested in receiving their prayer language. And of course you guys, please know, first of all, Lori has her own podcast. She does mentorship and discipleship and things like that. So I would encourage you to, you know, check out her podcast, create a thrive, she goes in a mile deep into a lot of different things. I don't know if you've addressed this on your podcast yet. I don't yeah, know. If yeah. Okay. But this is kind of like the, this is your gateway. So maybe you'll do more of that on your podcast, but this is an opportunity, but you can of course always connect with Lori, you know, on social and through her email and whatnot, uh, through her website, and then you can go ahead and, and learn more, but can you just walk somebody through today who might be listening and interested? 
Yeah. And I also want it to be for someone, let's say that you already have your prayer language, but one of the things I've found is most people don't know how to help someone else receive theirs. Perfect. That's now, great. Says, freely receive, freely give. And so this will also help you walk through. And also, also these things that I have just been talking about, that just the practical things is what you can do to help someone say, this is going to you know, keep you in the love of God. You're going to pray perfect prayers. You're praying out the, you know, all these different things. So when you go to, um, again, Jesus is the one who baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. So the first thing is you have to have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, because you can't be baptized into his spirit if you haven't received him. <laughs> so you first, first and foremost, foundational. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't just have your parents' faith. You have to have had a personal decision to make Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you simply say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And your word says that you have this great gift of the Holy Spirit for me. So I received Jesus, you baptize me into the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So I receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit right now and all that you want to do in me and through me and for me and to be a witness, to love on others, to release your love, light, and life to them. So I receive it now and I thank you for this gift in Jesus' name. And then, so something like that. I mean, there's no formula. It's simply receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But then you have to open your mouth because it's voice activated. And so what I do is a lot of times I will say, okay, let's just start practicing. But before you start practicing, because we automatically want to go with our head, I will say, you start focusing on how much do you want to tell God you love him? You focus on, because we can only pray a few minutes of like, okay, I'm out of words. Am I natural? So we start saying, in English to our head, all the things we love about God, but I want you to focus now on just coming from your core and it's not going to be in English and it's going to sound like babble. So I want you to just start babbling because that's what it's, it's going to sound like syllables. And so we'll just start and I'll just play follow the leader. And so I'll just say, ba, ba, da, sha, na, na, ma, ke, ke, de, she, te. And then you follow me. And then what will happen is, again, you're focusing on your intimate relationship with the Lord and you're giving him thanks well, is what it says when we pray in tongues. We give him thanks well. And so do that. And it's going to sound like Babel. And you just say, thank you, Lord. You've given me this prayer language and I'm going to practice. And it will start to pick up to where you'll have a little bit more of a flow. If it takes time, a lot of times it's our ears and our head. So just say, nope. My flesh isn't going to get in the way. I'm going to pray and build up my spirit. And then it'll be, but all the time I'm focusing on my love of God. Let me just give it another example. Sometimes people, because we're so self-conscious, I always say, pray, start out by praying in the shower. No one's around you. You've got the water. It's making noise. No one can hear. Even yourself, it's going to, you know, it helps duck and drown it out a little. Yeah. So, and you just start by faith. Everything is by faith. You take a step and you just say, and you just start saying that. And then sometimes people sing. So I'll say, okay, do amazing grace. We all know the song amazing grace. So you're going to sing amazing grace to the Lord, but not in English. Right. That's and, the and melody of it. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
something like that. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that unforced rhythm of his grace. It'll just start to get more natural, mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. recognize it's weird to your body, to your mind. It's right. strange because it's not in the natural. It's right. supernatural. Yeah. But it's ours. Just like you leave an inheritance for your kids. This mm-hmm. is our inheritance that we have. This is how we, here's a key thing. This is how we pray with the mind of Christ. It's not in our natural brain. Right. It's in our spirit. So if you want to pray with the mind of Christ, that's how you activate it. So powerful. Oh my gosh. So good. So, so good. This has been for me, it's like nice little crash course, like refresher too. I mean, you had, you and I've shared and had many conversations over the last, you know, year and a half or so, but it's good to have. And I love the way that you are so application-based to be able to make it so that it's tangible. So somebody can think about your twin sons having their twin talk or think about, you know, the driving in the car as a five-year-old, you know, yeah, I can watch a YouTube video, but I really don't know what that looks like, you know, in an in actual application. So, so great. Well, Lori, how can people connect with you if they just want to find out more, if they want to connect, you know, personally on a personal level or just to be inspired? Sure. So I have a website, lauriksnyder.com and that's L-O-R-I letter K-S-N-Y-D-E-R.com. I am on Instagram and Facebook as Lori K spelled out K-A-Y. So it's Lori K-A-Y Snyder. Um, And I know you'll have that in the show notes, but my podcast is created to thrive. And um, that my whole, you know, a big passion of mine is helping people grow deeper in their intimate relationship with the Lord to activate their identity in Christ and fulfill their purpose and really walk in wholeness and whole health. And I'm also, um, in process of really working with people who have uh, troubled marriages. Uh, I have a whole story of how our marriage was redeemed and we did not get divorced. And so I'm really stepping into that area. I've, I've been involved really under the radar for you know, 15, 16 years, but that is a new direction too of peop- how I am helping, really doing more intentional coaching mm-hmm. with people uh, in that space. Age. Yeah, yeah, no, that's wonderful because Lord only knows we need it with a 53% divorce rate and it goes up higher and higher the more times you get married. So let's just be real. We need that. We need that more than ever. So, well, I can't thank you enough for always being so willing. I literally just called you and was like, Hey, can you come on and do this? Because I want, you know, I want to do it timely for this, uh, for this week so that people can, you know, celebrate Pentecost and then really just have that, you know, to be able to grow deeper too, because as you know, you and I have very similar missions and visions, you know, for our business trees and all. And I love that we can be so aligned that way, you know, just another way that you and I connect. So yeah. love of Florida, a love of dolphins, our love of the Never Lord. Come I'm on, coming. Come I'm coming girl. So you just wait. So, all right. Until we meet next time, sweet sister friend, as you are listening today, please let me know if you, you know, share this with other friends, share this with your Bible study, share this with your community on social, all the ways we of course want to help people like Lori just mentioned, you know, grow deeper in their intimacy with the Lord. And so we just pray that this blesses you today and that it blessed you and that you will continue to grow in your faith. And as you walk out your salvation in Jesus name, we pray for each and every one of you until next time, keep on shining.